Hello, lovely people, and welcome to In the Shower with Taz and Marcus, a bite-sized informative podcast made to be listened to in the shower, but you can listen to it wherever the hell you want. And we really do mean anywhere. You can listen to it while you're knitting your granny a scarf. You can listen to it while you're carving your own face out of a cliff, like Mount Rushmore. You can listen to it while you're more likely than that frying an egg. You can listen to it anywhere. We really, really do mean anywhere. But we hope that people listen to it in the extreme places that we suggest. What's the point of this podcast, Marcus? The whole point of this podcast is to look out the window at the mysteries of the world and debunk them with fervor and fire and spunk. Marcus is very enthusiastic for this episode. Basically, <laughs> listeners send in questions that they've always wondered the answer to, but never quite went as far as looking up. Thus far, we've answered questions like... Why does our hair turn grey? Why do we get hangovers? Why is food spicy? Why do men have nipples? And loads and loads and loads more. I suppose you could say... We expand your mind while you wash your sexy behind. And this week is no different. What's the question this week, Taz? This week's question is one that has plagued me for my 23 years of existence. And I know whether you're going to admit it or not has plagued every listener of this podcast. What is it? Once and for all, we need to lay down the facts. Do periods sync up? This week's question comes from yours truly. Although, you know what? I am genuinely properly intrigued by this one. Okay, so over the Christmas break, I was two turkey sambos deep. Best turkey sambos I've ever had in my life. Jesus. Lying on the couch and bins watching Modern Family. As you do. Yeah, precisely. But in the episode I was watching, season three, episode 17, if you want to check it out, Phil talks about how Claire, Alex and Haley's period sync up. Have a listen. Dear God, no. I heard rumours. Yeah, we all had. That females living or working in close quarters could eventually get on the same cycle. But I always assumed that was a story designed to keep women out of the submarine corps. Which got me thinking, is it actually true? Do periods actually sync up? I'm not going to lie. This is a phenomenon that has always kind of baffled me. Um, I've heard it so many times. I know there's a scene in The Office and loads of other shows. I've never actually dared to ask, but it's like, it's a cultural phenomenon. It's like a point of reference in so many things. I'm the same though. Like it's almost an unwritten rule amongst my pals that we all sync up. I presumed it was just evolution being sound so that we could all save money and both buy ice cream. <laughs> I always assumed that women could group together and show unity against the period devil. You know, like, if if men got periods, I swear, like, the world doesn't have enough sympathy for women going Amen. uh, Genuinely. And, like, all my my bleeding sisters, fucking, you're fighting the good fight. If men got periods, we'd get, like, days off work. We'd have national holidays. Like, honestly, you'd get the week off. Yeah, so, like, Absolutely, we can agree it is a horrific, horrific time. All right, but back to the question at hand. Do they sync up? Okay, so before I go into the theory and science behind this, I think it's worth mentioning that most women believe in this phenomenon. A study conducted in 1999 found that 80% of women believed that their periods synced up with other women they spent a considerable amount of time with. But surely there has to be some kind of study or solid evidence for it to be taken as, you know, gospel. Yeah, absolutely. So this question first kind of arose publicly back in about 1971 when a researcher called Martha McClintock studied the menstrual cycles of about 135 women in an American college dorm. 
obviously in a dormitory situation, the same women would spend a massive amount of time in close proximity. They'd be sleeping together, eating together, living together. They'd be in each other's like personal space all the time. Yeah, exactly. So it was noted that certain dorms were getting a larger amount of sanitary products at certain times of the month than others. Ah, so in theory, if there's like five dorms with 10 women in each, you'd assume that approximately three women in each dorm would be on their periods every week. And because of that, approximately the same amount of sanitary products would be handed out to each dorm every week. Like that kind of, if you're going by the law of averages. Yeah, exactly. Like you would think that. But in fact, what was actually happening was dorm A was getting the majority of their sanitary products one week and then dorm B was getting the, the majority of their sanitary products on a certain week and then so on and so forth. Which then would suggest that in each dorm, there's a dominant week where most women were menstruating, suggesting that, yeah, they were they syncing up in some way? That, that, that's what started the question, because it would, it, would, it would seem to be that way. So Martha McClintock was intrigued by this and conducted a study. And in her Harvard research paper titled Menstrual Synchrony and Suppression, McClintock tracked 135 female college students living in the same dorm and found that the onset of the date of menstruation was more similar amongst friends and roommates than amongst random pairings of women. So she she found proof, essentially. But did she find an explanation? Like, it can't just be a fluke. It can't just be like, mates, 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 let's set our wombs off at the same time. Well, Dr. McClintock concluded that this was because the women who were spending more time together had a chance for their pheromones to kind of begin affecting each other. We talked about pheromones in the love episode, didn't we? So pheromones are like chemicals that are excreted uh, from your skin uh, that trigger like a social response in members of the same species. So like they can make you feel attraction, but I didn't know they could make you do this, really. Yeah, well that's it. So that, that's the kind of theory that she came up with. She concluded that it was female pheromones acting together and the reasoning for it is genuinely the most badass feminist bodily response I have ever heard. Go on. Okay, so think of it this way. If a female's menstrual cycle starts to sync up, it in turn means that they they would all be fertile at the same time. So then by having all the females fertile at the same time, it means that they won't be singled out and targeted by a male. So it's just Mother N looking out for us gals. So obviously, like females are uniting and kind of, you know, ramping up the fertility. But did this theory get much attention? Like, has it proven to be true? Uh, Not exactly. So during the time of this study, we kind of began to see the first waves of feminism and it was emerging as an important movement. And because of this, many theorists think that this may be kind of one of the reasons why the idea became so popular. Like from, you know, from a feminist point of view, the idea that females would cooperate in the face of male domination was very attractive and different and brought out a sense of, you know, we're all in this together. High school musical style. (laughs) Exactly. So this, obviously the feminist movement was very new and it took this theory and it really it put it up on a shelf and it ran with it without actually getting scientific proof. That's exactly it. It's based on nothing but a theory, but it's believed, it's believed so widespread. So if that's the case, has it been scientifically proven to be false? Yes. Oh, okay. So basically Martha McClintock <laughs> kind of going, oh my God, all the girls are fertile together so no man can come in and be like you. I want to make a baby with you and single them out. All the girls are together. Turns out that she was actually wrong. Yeah, so a new scientific study thought to be the largest of its kind has found data showing that women's periods do not synchronize when they live together at all. 
Yeah, I know. Uh, the study carried out by period tracking and fertility app Clue, in partnership with the University of Oxford, received 1,500 responses, which were narrowed down to 360 pairs of women. And then they analysed three consecutive cycles in each pair. And the research found the vast majority, 273 pairs, had a greater difference in period start dates at the end of the study than at the beginning of the study. So in other words, menstrual sinking is a myth. It's weird because even though you've given scientific evidence which proves it's not true, I sort of still believe it's true. So do I and all my friends. Like, we're all at the impression. I bleed out of my womb every month. I suffer the pain. I know I sink with my, my, my pals and no scientist can prove otherwise. I think maybe, is it is it the comfort that you're sharing the burden that you're going through the same thing? It's like, you're all together. You all know how much this hurts, how uncomfortable it is. And it's like, is it an empathy thing that maybe you're not starting at the same time, but you're all in it together? Again, high school musical style. Yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly what I think it is. And even one of the lead researchers in the new study questioned it, saying that the idea that periods sync up feeds into the feeling of connection, support and sisterhood. And even though we do it every month, periods are personal and the thought of, you know, sharing it with someone makes the idea powerful. That's why, you know, we continue to look for patterns even where they don't exist. Um, so that's another question to you, but that was really interesting. I enjoyed this episode. I was kind of, I was dreading it a little bit because, you know, as a guy, I'm like, periods, icky. But you um, know what? So many guys just don't have a clue about periods. And like so many girls don't have a clue about male bodily functions. And it's like I thought you were going to be like male periods. I was like, wow, you really don't have a clue. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, just to go with tradition, um, do we have time for a couple of period facts? What a lovely way to end the episode. Period facts. Period facts. If any of our male listeners haven't tuned out by this point, I think this is probably where they will. But no, guys, listen in. It's important to understand the female brethren. The average total amount of blood lost during a period is anywhere from two tablespoons to half a cup. Two tablespoons? <laughs> yeah. I thought... I thought I thought it was like gallons. <laughs> Honestly, like I thought it was like that scene in The Shining, you know, where like the elevator door opens and it's just like, whoosh! Because I, I presume that's the sound that a tsunami of like hotel blood, whoosh! Lovely, lovely, no, lovely. Is that not what happened? Two tablespoons. Yeah, yeah. That's how much like jam I put on my toast this morning. <laughs> that That is, wow. Anyway, next one, next one. Human females are one of the only mammals that go through menopause. Really? Yes. Wow, that was a squeaky really. That was a squeaky that's, really. That's interesting. Obviously, you're surprised. I, I thought that, like, kind of everything went through menopause. Not men, obviously. But, you know, the patriarchy have to call it menopause. <laughs> <laughs> lastly. Lastly? Lastly? Last last fact? Last fact. Go on. Last period fact. Tampon is French for plug. Really? Yeah. Nice. Guys, as ever, thank you for listening. I I learned so bloody much. Eh, no pun intended. Oh God, um, in in that episode, honestly, um, and God, it's given me such an appreciation for for what for what all, all my female ladies go through. Sisters unite. There you go. So, guys, if you have any questions and genuinely we will tackle any question that you have big or small serious or not so serious you can send it through to us on Facebook at In The Shower with Taz and Marcus just look it up or on Twitter it's at In The Shower Pod or if you're more of an email kind of person if you want to do it the old fashioned way you can send an email with your mythical question that you would like debunked 
to intheshowerpodcast at gmail.com. Yes. Just to end the episode, a few thank yous as ever. Thank you so much to Alan and Paddy in the Headstuff studio. We love you guys and couldn't do it without you. I wonder if their periods have synced. Na, 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 na. Thank you so much to the wonderful Flo Robinson for doing our cover art. Flo, you are immeasurably talented and we love you. Last but not least, thank you so much to Dave Gertzman for our lovely theme music that we adore so, so much.